invite somebody to church with you for this is the day that the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it get this out on your networks we invite you in those of you who are joining us online there is a sweet sweet spirit in this place and I know it is the spirit of the Lord did he wake you up this morning did he start you on your way did he give you a reasonable portion of health and strength and for that we are grateful continue to chime in and greet our brothers and sisters online those of you who are in the worship experience in person just let your heart and mind be affixed to the Lord his goodness his mercy and his grace yes there is a sweet sweet spirit in this place Somebody we to church with spirit you. church. Let us worship him. Holy Spirit. Sweet heavenly dove. Sweet heavenly dove. Stay right here. Praise. 
without a doubt we'll know that we have been revived when we shall leave this place give the lord a hand clap of praise is there a sweet spirit in this place did you come with the spirit of expectation a spirit of anticipation to meet the Lord here. Those of you who chimed in, open your ears, open your hearts, and open your minds to receive those things of God. He's been so good to us, bringing us through dangers, seen and unseen. Somebody didn't wake up this morning, but in the old church, they said, I'm glad that I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. He'll keep thee in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. He's the reason why we're here, sisters and brothers. He's the reason why you chimed in that we can be on one accord in the spirit. And there is truly a sweet spirit in this place. There's something about those old hymns when you can reflect back about how good God has been to you and to us as the body of Christ. I am so grateful and I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Yes. Continue to chime in. We give God the glory. Our modern affirmation where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is one true church, apostolic and universal, whose holy faith let us declare. We believe. In God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is all over his works, and whose will is ever directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of our deliverance from sin and death. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in our lives, whereby we are kept in perpetual remembrance of the truth of Christ and find strength and help in time of need. We believe that faith should manifest itself in the service of love as set forth in the example of our blessed Lord to the end that the kingdom of God may come upon the earth and every heart says, Amen. Sisters and brothers, let us prepare our hearts and minds for prayer. Prayer is how we stay in constant communication and in fellowship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We also know that we have sick and shut in those who are on their bed of affliction. We don't want to forget about them. We want to be able to pray ye one for another. The Bible tells us in James 5.16 to pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much with God. Let us remember to keep our Bishop Frank J. Beard 
and the entire Illinois Great Rivers Cabinet, and also our interim bishop, Bishop Gregory Palmer. Keep them lifted up in prayer. Bishop Beard is recovering from eye surgery, and we give God the glory that God is a healer. Let us also remember those who are suffering from the loss of a loved one. They're mourning. We ask that you continue to lift those individuals up in prayer. We know that there's chaos and confusion all over the land. Those who are part of the Bethel family who are sick and shut in, Brother Grant Morgan, Brother Charlie Burke, Brother Bill Wilcox, Sister Marlene Wilcox needs your prayers this morning. And the Wilcox family, Brother Alex as well. Jade Johnson, Brother Kenny Woods, James D. Smith, Katie Duncan, Sister Lois Coleman, Sister Edith Dillard is on the mend. Keep her lifted up in prayer. Reverend and Mrs. Stewart, Cedric Kraft, Garrett O'Donnell, Karen Thompson, Annette McNeil, Freddie Jackson, Sister Gail Williams needs your prayers this morning, church. Brother Oliver Moody, Evelyn Coates, Joyce Johnson, Barbara McGee needs your prayers this morning. Lift up Erna Roberts. She needs your prayers. Brianna Grant Harris needs your prayers this morning. Sister Stephanie Smiles and brother and, and Mrs. Sean Tucker need your prayers this morning. We give God the glory. Let us focus our hearts and minds towards heaven. And there may be others. For those of you joining us online, just type their names in who needs prayer if they're on their bed of affliction. God is omniscient. Even though I can't see, those who are online can see and we can pray one for another. We'll have all passed away But there's something about that name One more time let us usher in his presence. Jesus, 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 there is something about that name. Whoa, Master, want to say thank you Lord for another day's journey thank you
thank you for allowing us to assemble in the house of worship and prayer. Thank you for allowing us to be able to stream this out throughout this country internationally, Lord. You are doing a new thing. You have extended our reach with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are grateful. If we had a thousand tongues, it would not be enough. If we had 10,000, we would still fall short. Lord, you're worthy of all of our praise. You're worthy of all of the honor and the glory. Father, have your way in us and through us. Strengthen us, O oh God, to be what you have called for in these last and evil days. Father, we usher in your presence. We want you to invade our space. So come Holy Spirit, come Heavenly Dove with all of thy quickening power. Kindle a flame of sacred love in these cold, cold hearts of ours. Lord, we know that there's chaos and confusion and dissension all over the land. We have to look to you, for you truly are the author and finisher of our faith. Father God, there are those who are on their bed of affliction this morning. They need a touch from the master. Let them know that everything's going to be all right. For those who need healing, we invoke the name of Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. Have your way, oh God, touch their bodies right now. Lord, we know you to be a burden bearer, a heavy load sharer, a mind regulator. Somebody needs their mind regulated. It's racing, they're worried, they're tossed all night long, but Lord, if they cast their cares upon you, they can be all right. We thank you for all that you continue to do in and through us. Lord, this worship experience is sacred. And so, Father God, we present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you, which is our reasonable service, O oh God. Have your way in us and through us that someone will be impacted through this worship experience. That they can meet you for themselves, O oh God. We don't take it for granted as we gather in the name of Jesus. Heaven and earth adore you. Angels bow before you. And you are our God. You are knowable. And we thank you, O oh God, through the Holy Spirit who indwells us as believers. So, Father, we ask that our praise is acceptable unto you. Father, the petition of names has gone before you. Touch those, oh God, even now. Those behind the prison walls. Let them know that their physical condition does not reflect their position in you. For whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So have your way, oh God, in us and through us. And we'll be so ever mindful to give you the honor the praise and all of the glory for it all belongs to you. We ask it in the mighty, majestic and marvelous name of Jesus. And Father, we would be remiss if we didn't ask you to bless the word on today. That it will go forth with power, conviction and clarity. And that your man, woman, boy or girl would be compelled to become doers of the word and not just hearers only. It's in the majestic name of Jesus that we pray and believe. The church of the living God said amen, amen, and amen.
Put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, that name is sweet. And he is sweet, I know. Sisters and brothers, as we are halfway through the month, or a little more than halfway through the month of September, just a few brief announcements. We ask you to refer to the website, www. PeoriaBethel.org, but we also are asking you to just, if you have questions, you can call the office, but just be reminded that Sunday school has reconvened, and we're asking that you would please govern yourselves accordingly. They start at 9.30, and if you need Sunday school material, get to the office and let uh, Sister Godhai know, and Sister Marvel will get that sent to you. We also want to um, acknowledge I think it is Sister Florice Bright. There's a, a, a blood drive. We know people who are, uh, have dialysis and people who, uh, not, not necessarily dialysis, but people who need blood transfusion or are in need of blood. So we want to be able to uh, facilitate that and help to facilitate that. So that information is also on the website. But if you have any questions, you can also contact Sister Florice Bright. That's an outreach effort. So. Um, please govern yourselves accordingly. Sisters and brothers, I also want to announce that <clears throat> we have been blessed. Uh, this past week, it was on Wednesday that I was asked by the Peoria police chief to sit in on the interview panel, and they hired a new uh, police assistant chief of police, and so we are grateful. We had a voice, amen. We were able to sit down at the table. We had a seat at the table, so we give God the glory. And um, the new assistant chief will be announced, so we are grateful for that. And I think Peoria is headed in the right direction with the new leadership. We give God the glory. Yes, we have our uh, trials and tribulations like most cities, but I'm telling you that God is up to something and their transformation is on the way. Anytime that the church is involved, that means that God's presence is there. And so we are grateful. We represent Jesus in this earth earth realm and so that is important so we give God the glory for that we want to acknowledge those who celebrated September birthdays Sister Rosie Williams, Gail Williams, Ethan Tyler Richard Andrews III, Sister Molly Bright had a birthday, Caitlin Fisher, Alexis Dillard, Tyson Parks IV will be celebrating and Sister Everly Davis on the 27th has a birthday we give God the glory for those September birthdays. September is a beautiful month, but it's not as beautiful as October. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, October 11th, right around the corner. Amen. Oh, that's a sad dog. Don't wag his own tail. Pastor got a birthday coming up, so we... <laughs> But I'm not trying to steal nobody else's shine. September is beautiful month too. You can barbecue, not too hot, not too cold. But it's just something about October. <laughs> Amen. Them leaves start changing. Yeah, shift is coming. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
We also want to acknowledge those who are celebrating marital bliss and holy matrimony. We have Alan and Sharon Kilgore celebrated 49 years. Charles and Sandra Burke on the 30th of this month, of the 30th of this month, 49 years, and we give God the glory. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. They are testimonies, amen. That is symbolic of Christ's relationship to the church. Amen. And a man is to love his own wife as, Christ, as his own flesh and, as, and to nurture her as Christ loved the church. And so we give God all of the glory. Um, now we're going to have, ask for our uh, music ministry, our praise team to come. Sister Zave comes in her own special way. We give God the glory. here to praise him. Amen? Amen. 172, Ms. Reed. <laughs> we want to praise him. Amen, church? Amen. Praise him. Mm 
to be praised. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Jesus, blessed Savior, He's worthy to be praised. Praise Him. From the rising, the rising of the sun until the going down the same. He's worthy. He's worthy. Jesus is worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Praise him. From the rising, from the rising of the sun, until the going down the same. He's worthy, Jesus is worthy, he's worthy to be praised. Praise in church, last one. him yes he's worthy blessed Savior he's worthy to be praised hallelujah we would be remiss if we didn't extend to you an opportunity to take part in the worship experience. In our giving, you can go to www.peoriabethel.org. Those of you who continue to give online, those of you who continue to give, we thank you for your gifts. This ministry would not be able to thrive and flourish without your support, without your giving. So we say thank you. You can go to www.peoriabethel.org. 
Org, hit the donation tab and you can submit your tithe or your offering electronically. Let us bless the gifts. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given unto thee. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we Our scripture lesson this morning will come from the epistle of James, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 10. You'll find these words penned by the apostle James, who was also a bishop of the church, and it will be read by Brother Eddie O'Donnell. James, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 10. 10. And I'm reading from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Again, James chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. What is the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from the cravings that are at war with you? You desire and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and don't receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your evil desires. Adulteresses, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? So whoever wants to be the world's friend becomes God's enemy. Or do you think it's without reason? The scripture says that the spirit who lives in us yearns jealously. But he gives you the greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, double-minded people. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Your laughter must change to mourning and your joy to sorrow. Humble yourselves, yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Word of God for the people of God.
Yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. Each victory will help you some other to win. Fight valiantly onward, evil passions subdue. Look ever to Jesus, He will carry you through. Ask the Savior to help you. Comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you through. Shine evil companions, bad language to God's name holding reverence, nor take it in vain. Be thoughtful and honest, kind-hearted and true. Look ever to Jesus. The Savior to help you Comfort, strengthen, and keep you He is willing to aid you He will carry you through To Him that overcometh God giveth a crown through faith we will conquer through upcast and down he who is our savior our strength will Jesus He will carry you through So why don't you ask the Savior to help you Comfort, strengthen and keep you He is willing to aid you He will carry so why don't you ask the Savior to help you Comfort, strengthen, and keep you He is willing to aid you He will carry you
you through. How many of you know you got to ask God to help you? You got to ask the Savior when you're going through hard times, when you're going through trials and tribulations. No matter what you're facing, we have one who is a keeper. He is our sustainer. He is our provider. And he wants us to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. And not only does he care for us, he will carry you through any trying situation that you are facing. There's nothing too hard for God. Amen. Willing to you, he will carry you through. Hallelujah. Our scripture this morning and sermon text will come from the epistle of James verses 4 through 10 you'll find these words penned by the Lord's brother who undoubtedly like many of the others had doubted who Jesus was could you imagine growing up with perfection, that being the standard? You know how siblings are, so undoubtedly I'm sure that there was some situations that occurred. Now Jesus was sinless, but we know that jealousy could set in and things happen. But you know what? God will bring you through it. And so when Jesus died at Calvary and was resurrected, the truth was fulfilled. Everything that had been prophesied, Jesus followed through with what he said he was going to do. And James now is a witness with this epistle encouraging the Jews who were scattered abroad through and because of religious persecution. That's why you know you got to ask the Savior to help you. Jesus died, but he was resurrected. And there's nothing that can stop you, nothing that can block you when you have God on your side and so we just thank God for the word on today let us if you would indulge me for just a moment as we ask the anointing to fall afresh on us anointing fall on me anointing all on me let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me anointing fall on me Father God it's preaching time it's time where Tyson Parks decrease in the manifestation of your precious Holy Spirit. The true preacher come forth. The paracletus, the one called alongside to aid. So guide my lips and my tongue to speak biblical truth. What thus saith the Lord? Them that hath an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. But Father God, empower us to be doers of the word and not just hearers only that we can take it and apply it to our daily lives. 
We ask it in the name of the Father, Son, and the precious Holy Ghost. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. You are my strength, my rock, and my redeemer. Every heart says amen. amen. Reading from the New American Standard Bible, starting at verse... 4 through 10. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. But he gives greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. The word of God. For the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. I want to use for a subject thought my brothers and my sisters within the context of these five verses, but more specifically when I look at verse 7. I want to draw your attention back to verse 7. It says, Submit therefore to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Pulling this from verse 7 is the title to this. Now think about it. I posed it in the form of a question. Did the devil make you do it? Did the devil make you do it? Brothers and sisters, we, 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 we have this question sometimes and I'm going to give you a little illustration of um, my parents were the most wonderful parents in the world. I grew up, I'm going to say it was a therapeutic household because the therapy that we received at times was good for us. The Bible reminds us, spare the rod, spoil the child. I grew up as in, in, in my formative years uh, when I was a child between the ages of 1 and 11. We usually say, well, you, you come to the age of accountability at 12. So, you know, from the time when I started sinning and I had a little brother who was right behind me, he was sinning too. You know, we get disobedient. We do what we want to do. Our parents, they guide us, right? They show us the right way. They're responsible for instilling moral values and beliefs and being a second or being a pastor's kid, the standard was high. So my dad, I don't know how, he knew we was doing what we was doing and he up there preaching, 
hooping and hollering and how did he see that? So he would always call us in the office when we wasn't nowhere to be found. You know, we tip out the back of the church. I always remember this and me and my brother, you know, and my brothers, we'd be supposed to be in church. He knew, he knew. Like, I'm like, how can he see us from way up there? And we going out the back. He always would say, we'll talk about it when we get home. As I said, I grew up in a therapeutic household. <laughs> Thank God for not spoiling the child. He, he didn't spare the rod. You, you knew when, when, when we were going to talk about it, you knew what that meant. You better have an answer for where you was at and what you was doing. Because he knew. He tracked us. <laughs> you know, in this uh, contemporary culture, it, 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 it amazes me how... There's nothing wrong with chastising your child. We, God has to chastise us. Mm -hmm. Now, what was therapy back then is child abuse now. But trust me, it wasn't child abuse. Y'all know where I'm going with it. Am I painting the picture? So he would line us up. I'm the, I'm the oldest. So I had to go first. And then my other brother, who, who's right behind me, he used to, he always had an excuse and it was funny. I I uh I just remember him so vividly. He said, Daddy, the devil made me do it. <laughs> now theologically that doesn't make any sense. Cause brothers and sisters, you know how we get ourselves in a bind and we give over sometimes to our baser nature. We, we have desires and wants and we, we do things we want to do. Anything we want to do, we do it. Might not be good for us, but it's good to us and we do it, right? And everything that's good to you isn't good for you. Y'all know this, right? You, am, I, am, I, am I making sense out there, Facebook? Because candy is good and I love chocolate. But if you overdo it, won't it upset your stomach? It almost make you sick. Here's another one culturally. Some of y'all got a, a, an affinity and have a, an affair with salt. You know salt is good, but too much of it, what it'll do? It can actually kill you, right? So y'all know we do what we want when we want to do it, and it's not always good for us. But, but when my brother would say that, I said, my dad would be like, the devil can't make you do anything. I didn't really understand. I didn't understand it when I was younger because I didn't understand about free moral, moral agency. I didn't understand about this uh, false concept of dualism. See, there's not a battle going on between God and Satan. God is an omnipotent, all-powerful being. He's not in going in a struggle with anything or anybody. That We got to get that cleared up. Because he's all-powerful. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. All he has to do is wish it and will it to come to pass, and it will happen. So there's not this struggle 
The struggle is in our minds with our free will to decide good and evil, right and wrong. There's the right way, there's the wrong way, and there's God's way. God's way is the right way, not some of the time, not part of the time, but all the time. Because if you're following God, you will be doing it the right way. So that, that, that concept of dualism, this struggle between God and the created being is wrong, is false. Because James is summing this thing up right here. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. But what happens is we get tempted. We get tried. I know something about temptation now. I've been losing weight. Lord help me. Every once in a while, them hunger pains set in. And I'll be wanting what I want when I want it. I was craving a big old cheeseburger a couple days ago. Then I got convicted. You will never hit your goal if you keep veering off track. And I told some of y'all before, transformation is on the way. I thank God for those of you who help and support Pastor and, and keep reminding me that this goal is set before me and I got to reach it. But sisters and brothers, when we resist the devil, then the temptation can go. The sin is not in the temptation. The sin is when you submit and succumb to the temptation because then you start acting out what was in your mind. And we got to be careful. And you know, the Bible never contradicts itself. It compliments Peter and Paul confirm what James is saying. And without breaking any homiletical laws, let us look at what are the, one of the scriptures. In 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verses 3 to 6, let me write this down because I want you to read it for yourself. Paul says this, for we... For though we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not weapons of the world. Instead, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We tear down arguments and every presumption set up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's why you got to have a Christ consciousness. That's how you can follow his word, his will, and his way when your mind is attuned and affixed to him. And verse 6 says, And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience as soon as your obedience is complete. You got to ask the Savior to help you. That's what the hymn said. God knows all about our struggles. Jesus Christ was tempted just like we were. If you need a reference point, Matthew the fourth chapter. When, when, when Satan tried to tempt Jesus after he had been, after he had fasted, Jesus told him, get thee behind me, Satan. You gotta resist the devil because he gonna be all up in your ear. Every time. 
Some of y'all know, you know my personal testimony. I used to drink up everything but the ocean. And when I got saved, listen, I'm being transparent. I haven't always been saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you what God can do if you resist the devil. I used to entertain spirits. I'm talking about, you know, them libations. I'm not saying drinking is wrong. But if you overindulge in it, it's sin. Because you're not to be drunk. That's what the scripture said. Don't get mad at Reverend Parks. Because if it can send you to jail, what make you think it can't send you to hell? Huh? Too much? Because, listen, if you can break man's law, you think you ain't breaking God's law. Because if you drink too much and you get behind the wheel of that car... It becomes a weapon. If somebody dies, you're going to be in trouble. You think they're going to pat you on, on, the head, on the head and say it's all right? No, charges will come. We have to be careful, brothers and sisters. I'm talking about resisting the devil. We are all, all of us are sinners saved by grace. But James also said he gives us greater grace. If you're too proud to ask God for help, then woe is you. That's a toil and futility, and you will fall in the error of your way. I'm not talking about something I heard. I'm talking about what I know to be true. That's why we got to get our flesh in subjection. We got to resist the devil, and we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Paul reminds us of that in Ephesians, the sixth chapter. We got to pull on the whole armor. We got to be war ready. Principalities and powers, that's in the spirit. But Satan does not have power over you. He can't make you do anything. He'll tempt you. He's a tempter. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's our adversary. That's what he does. We have to be so careful and mindful, brothers and sisters. And I was dealing in, in this passage. James is, is, is pretty deep. He's pretty revelatory because a lot of things that he's dealing with is dealing with metaphysics. That's a form of philosophy that deals with uh, knowing and being. The battle is not between God and Satan. The battle is in your mind. That's why we got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. He'll give you a new thought process. He can change it. Those struggles, those trials, those tribulations, those temptations, you got to talk to God about it. And he will make the difference. The demons come to influence you and entice you. They dressed up. <laughs> you know, for some of my sisters, he might look like Denzel Washington. I'm not saying Denzel Washington is the devil. But I'm trying to paint this picture. You know, for some of you brothers out there, it might look like Holly Berry. I don't know. Whatever your struggle is, yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. For some of y'all, it might be Johnny Walker Red. <clears throat> and now since they done legalized it, some people like that sticky icky. I know what I'm talking about. Even if you got a medical card, if you overindulge into excess, you got to be careful. 
can, can, can we talk? <laughs> this is real. Because anything that alters your mind, that means your mind is not completely focused on Jesus. Somebody's grandma, great-grandma, had to remind you. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. But if you got it all blocked up and gargled with junk, your mind ain't completely on him. Man. And we got to fix it. We got to fix it, brothers and sisters. That's what Satan wants to do. He wants to tempt you. He wants you to succumb to your baser nature. Then he can say to God, he's the accuser of the brethren. But James says, if you resist him, he'll flee. I don't care what the world says is okay. God's standard is something totally different. The world is contrary to the word, the will, and the way of God. James outlined it. You can't be a friend of the world and a friend of God. And if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy to God. I didn't say it. That's what the word says. So this world system, I'm telling you, it's contrary. And if you look at the way things are going right now, Everybody doing what's right in their own sight. Excusing all kind of sinful nature. Sinful desires. Calling good evil and evil good. We got to be careful. You need to know the truth and the truth will set you free. It'll make you free every time. My brothers and my sisters. Am I right about it? You know, these things happen. So when we're talking about our own volition and free will, you have a choice in the matter. You can decide that you're going to do what God has called for you to do. It, 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 it starts in the thought process. and Sometimes we get so puffed up with pride that we try to do it in our own power. You heard me say this last week. We need to move from self-sufficiency to Christ's dependency. Sometimes we need to repeat that sometimes. Stop trying to figure it out and God's working it out. Stop trying to do it your way and do it God's way. You know, when we do that, things can happen that will draw us away. But God's not tempting you, sisters and brothers, because he cannot tempt anyone. James reminds us of that in the first chapter, verses 13 through 15. says it like this. When, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. So that struggle, the devil can't make you do anything. If you was having a hard time answering that question, I just help, pastor, just help you out. The devil can't make you do, cannot make you do anything you don't want to do. Did the devil make you do it? I remember my brother, the devil made me do it. Stop telling that fib. And we all been there a time or two. Am I right about it? But verse 14 says, but each one is tempted when he, by his own evil desires, he is lured away and enticed. Then after desire, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. 
and sin with his full grown gets back to death. I'm not saying all sin sends you to hell, but brothers and sisters, if you die in the error of your way, if you die in an unrepentant, unregenerate pattern, you will go straight to hell. That's why yield not to temptation for yielding to sin. You got to talk to Jesus. You got to ask for forgiveness. Repentance means turning to God and turning from sin. I don't want to do a 360. I want to do a 180 and walk away from the old nature. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to be compelled to do. That is so important on this journey. You know, and even in the beginning and before the beginning began, sin, a lot of people think it started in the garden. It did for humanity in the garden. But sin originated in heaven because of pride. Lucifer, uh, an, an anointed cherub, and a Exalted cherub, beautiful. You know, Satan, he ain't, he ain't red with pitchforks and a tail. Oh, he beautiful. I gave you a little description a little earlier. Looking like Denzel. Uh, for, so some of, some of my seasons, St. Billy D. Williams. Mm -hmm, I'm going to come on your road too. You brothers, Diana Ross. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You looking? And, 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 and see, it's when you start ruminating and you got images coming in your mind. You cannot have those images in your mind. And you keep thinking it over and over and over. And it's just a little while. Then you're not satisfied. And you tipping out the back door. Oh, it didn't happen because the divorce rate is about 75%. I'm not making this up. We got to be careful, sisters and brothers. But the battle is not between God and Satan. The battle is in our mind with him, Satan and his emissaries constantly inundating and bombarding you with foolishness, with nonsense, with pictures, images. And we have to be so careful. We have to guard our hearts and our minds. We have to resist the devil as the scripture tells us and he will flee from you. Satan could take the praise into God. But then in his own mind, he got puffed up with pride and he wanted it for himself. And that's why Jesus said that he saw Satan cast out like lightning. He tried to raise his own throne. We got to be careful when we get too much praise because it ain't about me. It's about what Jesus has done. It's God using you. It's not about your gifts and graces. It's about the one who has gifted you. We can become self-centered sometimes and edge God out. That ego will fail you every time. Mm -hmm. We have to be humble, brothers and sisters. That's why... Uh, James is saying we got to humble ourselves. Peter reminds us we got to humble ourselves. And if you humble yourself, God will exalt you in due time. He'll lift you up. I've been humbled. 
There's something about humility. Christ was our model for humility. Reference Philippians chapter 2. Read it. Because he, Cain, humbled himself and was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. Don't you know the Lord of glory, the creator and sustainer of the whole universe came to identify with us? Lowly man. He left his estate. And then Satan tried to tempt him in his humanity. But God, Christ gives us the tools. Get thee behind me, Satan. I, had to, I have to deal with temptations and people who try to tweak me. Uh, individuals I encounter on a day-to-day -day basis on the horizontal. I know when people are immersed in drugs that that's a demonic spirit. It's not that person. It's a, it's a spirit because they act out of character and they'll say anything. But I have, to, I have to say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. People dealing with mental health issues, I'm seeing them in the store. They just cussing and carrying on. And I start praying before I approach them because I already know. But I'm a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not scared. We have power, dominion, and authority. And I speak to those demons. I'm going to give you a little illustration. I had a Brandon encountering a demon this past week at the clothing store. The young lady, she saw something in me, but she was acting really, acting very much out of character. And I said, I rebuke you, Satan. And she said, oh, what are you talking about? You can't, the first thing, they, you can't judge me. That's what Satan do. Don't he know the word? I said, get thee in, Satan. She said, oh, I believe, I believe. I said, well, we're, I, she said, I want to be saved. But I knew that demon was lying. Because she said, I want to be saved. So I said, well, repeat after me. Say, Lord, say, Lord, I invite you into my heart. Do you know she couldn't say it? Because the demon wouldn't let us say it. Maybe she wanted to deep down, but I'm telling you, when you give yourself over to Satan, if you don't resist the temptation, she was too full of the dope. And that's what happens. But if you resist, and I'm praying for her, but I know when we are encountering demonic forces, brothers and sisters, this thing is real. And we have to be prepared. And you got to know that you have God's power on the inside of you. I'm not telling you this to scare you. I'm telling you, you need to know who you are and who you are in him. Because it's real. It's happening. Look at the state of the affairs in the United States right now. That's demonic forces at work. But we're not to be scared. We are God's anointed sons and daughters. And we can overcome by the blood of the Lamb. But it gets hectic. The battle isn't between God, a created omnipotent being, and a created being. It's in our mind. And that's why we have to have our thought process changed. We need to digest and ruminate on the word of God. That's why James talks about us being doers of the word and not just hearers only. We got to tap into that supernatural power source outside of ourselves and not be given over to these vain philosophies, philosophies that really don't make sense.
because the world will have you thinking that we've become more increasingly smarter when we've actually gone further and further and further away from God. But I'm so glad that in his word, we can have assurance and reassurance. When you humble yourself, when you have a little talk with Jesus, when you tell him all about your struggle, don't you know he can hear your faintest cry? And won't he answer by and by? I feel a prayer wheel turning. That's when I know that fire is burning. And that's the fire of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, he saved me. He set me free. And he keeps on making a way. Do you believe it? Will you receive it? You have power, dominion, and authority. You got to tell the devil, get out of my way. If you can't remember that good, take a page from Martin. Tell him to get to stepping. Kick him back. Get back. God will help you. And he's given you the power. I'm so grateful that I know through Jesus I can be humble. Humbling yourselves means you got to repent. Lord, I made a mistake. Because don't let pride rule over you. Sin originated in heaven. And when Satan was cast out, he came, that's when he came to Eve. Psst. Hey, come in. You know how they do. I, 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 let me holler at you. Be careful. You got to resist the devil. I can't unpack Genesis 3. I want to, but they'd be going off. I'd be breaking homiletical laws. Don't be off by yourself. Amen. You need to surround you. That's why the fellowship of the believers is so important because we reaffirm and strengthen our faith together. You got to be around people of a like mindset. I lost some friends on this journey. Don't mean I'm better than them. I lost some family members. Some, sometimes I get upset too because why don't you come around I know you a man of God but sometimes brothers and sisters I'm not saying we have to isolate ourselves but we do need to insulate ourselves and that's all of us because mm -hmm. Satan the temptation is not going to stop coming nope. alright and when I say the temptation is not going to stop coming that didn't come from the grapevine I know that's the truth alright I ain't talking about something I heard about I'm talking about what's real the devil doesn't stop and he has emissaries assigned to you. But you, have, you can overcome. We got to humble ourselves and that's when we got to ask God to help us. Each and every one of us. And he will. Because he loves us. He died in our place. But we get so puffed up with pride thinking we've arrived. And brothers... That's, and sisters, that's a toil and futility. You cannot make it on your own. So I, I want to ask you this question again. Did the devil make you do it? Because you ought you to have some points to help you. Getting into God's word. Humbling ourselves. Talking to Jesus. Prayer is how we do that. You have to surround yourself with people of a like mindset. That's the reaffirming and strengthening our faith together. The greatest weapon we have, though, is prayer. 
because that's when you can have fellowship with God because of what Jesus did at Calvary for your sin and mine we have access to the throne room of God that's why I say I don't know why Jesus loved me I don't know why he cared I don't know why he sacrificed his life but I'm so glad that he did he came from heaven to earth to show us the way from the earth to the cross. Our debt he paid from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. That's why I lift his name on high. He is El Elyon, the exalted one. He's high and lifted up. When I get in trouble, I can call on Jesus. I know because he snatched me from death. He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on higher ground. And we're going higher in Jesus. The devil can't stop you. The devil can't block you. But you got to believe and receive it. And know that he's able. Because he can't make me do anything. I'm going to serve the true and the living God. And I want to encourage you. Try my Jesus. Try him out. He's worthy to be praised. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Oh yeah. He's my shelter in the rain and the storm. He's my protection. There'll never be no harm. He's a good shepherd who watches over me. He's my hope. He's my joy. And he's my victory. And I'm going to serve him. And I'm grateful today, my brothers and my sisters. Ask yourself that question. Did the devil make you do it? Or are you resisting him? Because if you resist him, he'll flee from you. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I pray that you are encouraged and understand sometimes we got to refocus. We, we, we need to understand this thing is about Jesus. He gives us hope. He strengthens us. You have the power of the living God on the inside of you when you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You might veer off, you might make mistakes, but he does give you greater grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. That's what he extends to each and every one of us. Grace. That's the unmerited favor of God in your life. Each one of you can receive this grace nobody's perfect I'm not saying you got to be perfect but what I am saying is that you need to put your hope and your trust in a perfect savior that's each of us because you can be tempted in the moment you think it can't happen to you boom that's when it happens like a ton of bricks and I know what I'm talking about but he extends to us greater grace when we humble ourselves. If you're too puffed up, then you need to be humble. Sometimes God allows these situations to humble us. Because if you're not humbled, oh, he'll humble you. He'll allow you to be humbled. Your closest friend will turn their back on you. Family members will walk out on you. You have to be in tune with the Lord and realize the devil can't make you do anything. We got to stop blaming everything on the devil. 
It's your own desires. It's your own sinful nature. That's why you got to get tapped into a super power, supernatural power source outside of yourself. And I don't know about you, but I need a little more Jesus each and every day on this journey called life. And as this hymn reminds us, we have to surrender to Jesus. I, me, you, we. We have to surrender as a church family. We got to do it God's way. That's the best way. Amen. As we stand all over the building. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. There may be one today. Maybe you've had it all wrong. Thinking when you fell that the devil made you do it. And not realizing, see, you can't blame it on the devil. Everyone is going to have to stand before just God and give an account for what you've done in the body, whether good or bad. If you die in the error of your way, in an unrepentant, unregenerate pattern, in hell you will lift up your eyes. But Jesus came that we could have life and have it more abundantly. We got teachers and preachers preaching the gospel and we ain't talking about death and hell. But let me tell you something, I'm not trying to scare anybody. This thing is real. I don't want you to be led astray. We got to get it right. And we got to turn from sin and turn to a savior. The gospel is about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus the Christ. He is our kinsman redeemer. He saves and he saves us to the utmost. But maybe you've been teeter-tot along the line and you're not sure. But today you can be very sure. And you can know that the devil didn't make you do it. But I have one who can forgive you and I can introduce you to the one. And his name is Jesus. This is an invitation to Christian discipleship. But the transformative work starts in your heart. Has the Holy Spirit pricked your heart cord? And do you realize that you are in need of a savior? You can come. Surrender, total surrender. That means say, Lord, I want you to come into my heart. I'm not sure, I've done some things. He can forgive you. And he died that you could have a right to life, a right to live eternally with him. Do you believe it? Do you receive it on today? The first call goes out, an invitation to Christian discipleship. If you don't know Jesus, and those of you who are online, you can connect with us, www.peoriabethel.org. You can hit interested in Bethel and myself or someone from membership care will get in contact with you. We want to get this gospel out to a dead and dying world. And you can ask God into your heart. You can use the pastor's words, but it can come from your heart and you can say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I want to be saved. I want to be healed. I want to be delivered. And I need you and invite you into my heart. And he will come. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will hear his voice, he will come in and sup with them. He'll come in. Is he knocking? 
on the door of your heart, just invite him in. I can't physically open the doors of the church because they were opened over 2,000 years ago when Jesus died and it was confirmed on the day of Pentecost and Peter actually opened the doors of the church. But you can experience the same work. You can experience salvation through Christ Jesus our Lord. He saves to the utmost. Is there one? Is there one for special prayer? Maybe you've succumbed. Come on down to the altar. Make your way to the altar. We'll follow the COVID protocols. I will not lay hands on you. It's okay. It's okay. Amen. 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 You can come. You can come to the altar for prayer. And we need prayer. You've heard me say, little prayer, little power, much prayer, much power. You can come for prayer where we mess up where we make mistakes we gotta ask for forgiveness ask the Savior to help you and as the body of Christ that's what we do pray for one another you can come to the altar is there others for special prayer you can make your way to the altar you need a greater connection you can come proxy for someone else you can come to the altar that's what he wants you to do humble yourself before God is there one is there another amen Stretch your right hand of faith to our sister. And maybe you wanted to come and you didn't come. It's okay. God knows your heart and we'll pray for you right where you are at. Never be ashamed to own him. This is a judgment-free zone. There's some things that we all are working out. But you need greater grace. His grace is sufficient. Father God, in the name of Jesus... We come to you, Lord. We say thank you. We bless you. Our sister has come for special prayer. God, you know all about her. She's fearfully and wonderfully made. She's your child. Touch her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Be with her, God. Let her know that you are with her every step of the way on life's journey. God, renew her spirit. Restore her joy. Father, if she needs healing, we pray for healing. If she's there for someone in your omniscience, you know who they are. God, have your way manifest in her life. That as she goes out, that she can be a beacon of light for those who she comes in contact with. Father, I ask your blessing upon each and every one under the sound of my voice. We have those who wanted to come and maybe they didn't. But Father, you know what they stand in the need of. Those out in our um, audience online, God touched them in a special way. Where they are at in their homes. We know that you are in Taiwan. We know that you are in Germany. You are everywhere. Yeah, I'm not present. Let them feel your touch. Those who are serving in the armed forces, North Carolina, South Carolina, those who are in Tennessee, those who are in Phoenix, Arizona, Colorado, God, we thank you for your blessings. Chicago, Father, those in Minneapolis, you have our membership scattered abroad. But just like James was encouraging the believers in the diaspora, those who are part of Bethel, God, touch them where they are at. Allow them to be encouraged and inspired to continue to serve and trust you and to be humble when the time calls and to resist the devil when the temptation comes. We thank you, we bless you, and we give you all the glory for it all belongs to you. We ask these and all of the blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Every heart says amen, amen, and amen. Put your hands together for Jesus.
Bless the name of our living God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures. Above ye heavenly host, him above ye only host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us all now, henceforth, and forevermore. I pose the question again, and food for thought. Did the devil make you do it? And we say a threefold amen. For the Father, all for the Son, all Holy Spirit, these three are one. God bless you. I love you, Bethel family, Facebook family, and friends. The Lord be with you.